0: 20 yards yeah. That is a duel from Dewey! J- Dewey done it again! What a good kick out! Thompson! Five goals to Archie! Swing out for Dukas, head out from North Melbourne, and the league champion. don't lose all their
1: footballers!
2: On S-E-N, The Four Diego's. G'day everyone and welcome to the four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Jeez, it's nice saying that again, Carlos. Rodrigo, Rodrigo, with you. Rodriguez here with you. Jeez, I've forgotten my name already. I've forgotten my name, but uh, we're back and it's uh, so good to be back. And thanks to Brett Phillips on another fantastic show and a... Uh, did the uh, fantastic tan show over the wimbledon and um also the french open but Vinny
3: venezuela you're here as well G'day. i'm in the house rodrigo yes to looking, see you
2: the man with tan over there looking very resplendent with a, a very when silvio hue.
3: was going to sell milan as he did uh, i was the first person he called he said do, do you want it Vinny?
2: <laughs> you need you need a certain hue don't you, That's you right. you've got that brownish shoe warren diego stop touching the mic you're you're back
4: yeah, I am. I'm back. And, Rodrigo, I expect you to hear, adhere to the um, strict contract that I've got in terms of the way Carlos treats me. Yeah. And Look, the way you normally side with him as far as the show is <laughs> concerned. So I I'm was, telling you now, I'll walk out if it becomes personal early on, in the, early on in this season.
2: Yeah, I thought it was a bit rich when you came to the contract meeting and said, I only <laughs> say... 100 words an hour, Mm. you know, because, you know, uh, anyway. But Warren's here. Good to see you. We'll get into you in a minute. And uh, Carlos Alberto Diego, you haven't had a break. You've been on. No, I've
5: been on with Andy, Andy Marr on uh, SEN on a Tuesday between two and three. We just talk football. We talk the afternoon away. With football and with all due disrespect, Warren, mm. I'll treat you the way you're to be treated you did in the pre-show meeting. The Liverpool four side in the EPL this
4: year—you deserve what you get. You know, you know what, Carlos? <laughs> Why don't you put your money where your mouth is? Come Ooh. up with a decent <laughs> bet around. Oh, actually, who do you support? Hang on,
5: what? oh, the Vinny, sit Vinny, Vinny, there. Vinny. Hang on, bets and bottles of wine.
3: Does he meet those? <laughs> no, no, well, he doesn't. Right. So, this yeah, what's this bet. Poor thing? form there, Warren. Yeah, actually, you oh. owe me a bottle. <laughs> Now that he mentions it yeah. i wouldn't have thought so boys well, okay. so we've been away for
2: a long time i think we get into it it's uh nine past eleven yes it is rodrigo rodriguez's uh q a <laughs> speaking about myself in a third person i love doing that and very comfortable well too, you know it. i saw a psychologist while we were away <laughs> i wasn't very comfortable uh, with rodrigo rodriguez's and q a but the q a and uh Let's get straight into it, boys, because uh, we've got Gary Van Egmond coming up uh, a little bit later mm. on, who, of course, is the assistant coach of the Matildas, who've got a massive oh, game. Huge game. And uh, uh, about five in the warm-up. They, uh, they hide all there. But, uh, <laughs> then we've also got uh, Mike McGrath coming up a little bit later as well. So we've got a big, big show, and Warren's Rant's coming up very, very shortly. And uh, look, uh, Vinny Venezuela, before we get right into this, what is the hot topic?
3: Well, the ICC uh, Cup, the I- international cuppy thingy that was on... Um, <laughs> The ICC thing <laughs> t- that took a lot of interest. I, I went to I went I went to the MCG. <laughs> I went to the G to see the old lady because I I do yeah. like the old lady, and, and I was excited. The, the, I was the, told the, the grand the, old lady, the grand old lady, mm. La Vecchia Signora, mm. and uh, I was told that it was going to be full, and it wasn't Rodrigo. And it was it, not not only was it not full, it was cold,
1: <laughs> and it made
3: it harder to to like being there. So I I guess my the. The hot topic tonight is ICC 2017. What do we do to make it better? Yep. Because my cup is always half full. Can I give you my
4: suggestion? What? Get bring team, Liverpool. Get teams that people want to watch would be a good starting Hang point. Hang on. They, of course, Tottenham and Madrid. But they've got to bring their Come best on. team. They've got
5: to bring their best team. And look, and I don't blame them for not bringing their best team. Guess what? There was the Euros on before this tournament. You've got to give these guys a rest. I mean, Juventus had seven players playing in the Italian team. Now you wouldn't know that, Warren, because the only thing you're worried about is what goes on in the English Premier League. But if, these if these <laughs> players need a
4: rest. If they don't come, if they don't come, don't bring them. And I mean, if, if the they don't come, don't, don't buy come, a ticket.
5: Th- don't buy a ticket. Don't go if yes, they don't but come. Yes,
3: Carlos, in Warren's right, in the sense that uh, they don't exactly tell you who's coming. Uh, before they come, yeah, but you can work it out
5: now. We're mature enough and smart enough these days. We've been we've been taken for granted for for decades over stuff like this. Carlos, I love you, but right, oh, it's Fernando nice. Torres. I, no, that's so. what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about if there's a Euro or a <laughs> oh, World Cup. Quickly gloss
3: over no, that. It, if it's
5: a Euro or a World Cup. Don't, doesn't matter what they tell you beforehand. Don't believe them. They can have posters of Cristiano Ronaldo, Pele. They can have Zidane.
3: Z- z-
2: z- z- yeah, him
3: sending too. the wrong message to the kiddies. If we're not going to believe them, Carlos, no. you either you're here or you're not here, son.
2: So it's all about our listeners, 0433981116, <laughs> yes. the it's hot topic about the is uh, right ICC again.
3: 2017, what needs to be done?
2: Yep. All right, 0433981116, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, let's, let's get into the FFA Cup, Ah, because what is it? The, the romance. The romance, the drama, <laughs> the controversy, and what fantastic <laughs> night it was uh, tonight. Uh, we'll talk about the Victorian teams, because five yeah. Victorian teams... Have made it uh, through. but So uh, we're the Cup Kings? Well, I reckon we are. But Redlands United tonight oh, no. from Brisbane mm. defeated the A League champions, Adelaide United, 2 1 in extra time. They, it was 1 0. Um, well, it's, ha- sorry, it's it how they did n- it. It was, it was, yeah, up it until was it, 1 0.
5: Yeah, jump uh, time, and yeah. they
2: equalised. And Lee scored in the 94th <sighs> minute, and then Paul O'Brien <laughs> scored in extra time for Redlands United, who were fourth in the. Um, in the league That's the beauty of the Romance of the cup But was it right I there. mean John Cosme Kept on saying I don't think Biggest boil
5: over In FFA Cup history yes. Which is what, only a couple of years old But, <laughs>
3: but is it Really Well yes, I mean Yes because They Adelaide won They beat
5: Adelaide beat West A-League. Sydney Wanderers so they're, they're the... No Adelaide City Beat West Sydney Wanderers In year one Now I'm pretty sure West Sydney Wanderers Had a pretty good year The year before they either got in the final or they won the Asian champ-
4: it mean, I'm not sure, but based on the way Western <laughs> Sydney Wanderers played the previous night, they're not in for a much better uh, season. Think
5: that, fair income. The, the game starts, the league starts in October.
4: Yeah, you know, they're, they're poor. What, we're, I'll we're, make, I'm making early calls this oh year, I've
2: <laughs> Well, um, jo- John in Port Melbourne, two minutes in and Warren's already talking Liverpool fairy tales. <laughs> so there you, go. What right, about, there you go. Sorry,
3: can I interrupt? Are course. we, boys, are we in a particular period in... Uh, uh, world footy history in Australia, where people have got from the halfway line. Isn't it the
2: regularity now? Isn't it? It's yes. pretty frequent these days. You're of course talking about uh, Boland' Bol- fantastic goal in the 92nd minutes yep. to put Green Gully through against Central Coast Mariners. That was a big upset. Is, is Liam awesome. Boland a household name now? Well, he is in my household. <laughs> is he really? Well, he's in this house. I'm going to say my wife asked Gully. me this morning. And she
5: had no interest at all in the FFA Cup. She says, who's this Liam Boland? There you go. All over the, all over the uh, radio waves this morning, all over the news, on the base of that goal. There, Liam, I know, I know you cock a hoop over that goal, oh, but he's hoping for a trial with an A-League club after that goal. You've got to do a little bit more than that, mate, but it was a beautiful goal. It was
2: beautiful it was f- Blast. Yeah, it was fantastic. So uh, congratulations to Green Gully. If you were there last night, give us a call, 9429 1116. Yes. We'd love to hear from you because that is a uh, momentous uh, victory to uh, Green Gully.
5: And congratulations to Arthur
2: Pappas. He's
5: yes. a mastermind, yeah. the, the coach of the Fox Sport coverage. He sort of you know let the boys take all the credit, but we know that he is a brickery so far. And he may well be one of these guys who never played the game at the highest level, but could be one of those guys who could get an A-League gig you know, in the next couple of years.
3: Apparently Ante Kovic is still in the boot of someone's <laughs> car because you know they had him all ready to go, and then they said no, and someone's forgotten to release Was him. Was
2: he going to play under someone else's passport? <laughs> who committee? knows? Who knows? Yeah. And of course, the night before, uh, well, uh, last week rather, um, Hume City defeated Marconi Stallion. So that's uh, a couple of uh, Victorian teams. And then Bentley Greens defeated Metro Stars in South Australia um, on penalties. On they penalties, won 4 again. 3 mm. on penalties last night. And uh, well, fantastic there that uh, those three clubs have uh, made it through to the next round. And Melbourne City defeated uh, Flores Athena 2 uh, 1. That and was a battle, too.
4: 1 yeah. 0. And they've been scoring goals for fun in pre-season games, Melbourne City. Imagine what they're going to be like when Tim Carl decides to play. <laughs> yeah. With all due
3: respect, the the team Floriet doesn't. Uh, the name Floriet <laughs> doesn't uh, works at work. And
2: Melbourne Victory defeated uh, Newcastle Jets tonight. Uh, Thwan.
4: undefeated uh, so far in their pre-season, Melbourne Victory. They're looking.
2: They're looking okay, Victory mm. at the moment. But a couple of these are spots to fill,
5: as Kevin Muskie says. Uh, but uh, they're looking pretty
2: pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. So um looking at the broadcast uh, from Fox Sports, they're uh, you know, they are not shocking you when somebody else scores a goal. I remember last year they no, did no, not it's, really a, but it's a
5: low key now. It's more
2: low key. I'd I,
5: rather I'd rather them yell it out. Yes.
2: You know, was it the go 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 they
5: don they have that anymore. It's no. not, now Simon Hills well, sort it's, of
2: it's not that uh, you know, that yeah. radio shock uh, yeah. jock, you know, little horn. Yeah, But um it was fantastic. So, congratulations to all of you to the um, FFA Cup next round. And uh, let's go to Peter in Nidri. Was that yesterday's game? G'day, Peter. Welcome to the show.
0: Uh, good evening, gents. What a game it was. And you know, I think in the first fifteen minutes, everyone would have thought Central Coast were going to run away with it. They started off strong, but Green Gully. I, I thought for the majority of the match, were by far the better team and looked like the A League outfit for at, at least sixty, sixty-five minutes of the match and and eighty minutes. He just thought. Central Coast Mariners 1 0 up. The scoreboard just does not reflect the intensity and the effort that Green Gully put in, particularly when Niseski made two magnificent saves for Central Coast. And then they had a lot of luck just come their way in the last 10 minutes and they richly deserved it. And I just, I reckon the crowd figure was wrong. I can't believe it was only 850 there because it looked at least 1,500, number one. But number two, when that goal was scored, the roar was just phenomenal, and that's exactly what the magic of the cup was all about.
5: That's uh, in that second half, and that Liam Bowen scored the goal downhill. How cold was it last night? How windy? Tell us how treacherous those, those, uh, those conditions were last night.
0: The, the wind was definitely crisp, number one, but number two, I thought it was actually going to be a lot worse than what it was. The first 20 minutes, there was a bit um, of rainfall, but then it stopped. So conditions were a bit greasy, but absolutely it it was just cold, crisp air, not necessarily too windy. But I really thought, um, I've just had a memory blank, but Jay, the midfielder, number 15, uh, Roddy Vargas, and in particular Naseski, clearly the three best players on the pitch last night.
2: Fantastic. Fantastic. Thanks for your call, Peter. Well done and uh, congratulations. And uh, let's go to Aaron in St. Albans. G'day, Aaron. Welcome to the Four Diegos.
6: G'day, how are you? Yeah, very, very well. Good?
2: Aaron, St Albans must be rocking tonight. Oh,
6: <laughs> uh, what a night. What a <laughs> night
2: it was, guys. So so t- tell us a little bit about the atmosphere, like um, the previous caller. Uh, like
6: well, you said, it was probably more than 850. I reckon probably 1,200, 1,300 with... Uh, it was paid people, eight fifty. so <laughs> yeah. we had a lot of members sneaking
2: in. Yeah, yeah. Did, did, who who um, organised the hole in the fence just b- just before the <laughs> game? That was, that was me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. My awesome.
6: grandfather actually started the club in 1955. Wow. Yep. So what's your surname? My name's Henry. His name is Mokes. Okay. Henry yeah, uh, Mokes is the founder of the club. Wow.
5: Wow. You must be really excited. And uh, Green Gully for m- many decades, very, very, very successful back. team. Uh, especially in the old state leagues and also in the early years of the NSL. Correct. Uh, they did very, very well, mate. You must be pretty proud.
6: Oh, uh, you've got no idea. The, fa- the three families that founded the place, uh, they're ecstatic. We're, we're jumping out of our, uh, our pants. I'm just looking forward to the next, uh, the next game, obviously. Um, we'd just like to let everyone know, too, we're in the middle of a takeover of the club. Uh, if that's possible to mention, yeah, yeah of,
5: of course well, you have mentioned it. But, uh, <laughs> but so, is that, do you, Aaron, do you think it's is it a coup it, or, is or it, just yeah, a is it a friendly a takeover, a takeover or coup. a
6: bloodless coup? Uh
5: huh. Okay, uh-huh. heard that yeah. a bit today.
6: Um, obviously, it was stated on Foxtel last night. Why isn't there a stadium facilities? Anyone under the... Well, fantastic, Aaron. What a
2: great. Good on you. Good on ya, Aaron. Just keep your pants on, mate. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> well, you yeah, know,
4: well, it's I, a good. It's a. They are a good club. I mean. Been well, there many a time as a junior uh, it, against them. They're very strong right throughout the whole club. Yeah, a brilliant junior setup. You sort of worry have, if yeah. you go past, you'll never come back down the. You never know, yeah. you'll never get back up the hill because it is a bit like that. But. Yeah. Uh, no, they're a really strong club and... But they're a club, they've, they've had, the, they
5: have had the pokey machines for, for a long, long time and they've always had, well, I'm not sure about now, but especially up until about 10 years ago, they had a lot of money in the club that could attract good coaches and some of the best players. And I always wondered why they didn't invest more into the stadium like Oakley has, like Hume has, uh, like some of the clubs are doing right now because that if you want a second division, you've got to have the facility. Mm, and Green yep. Gully has the pedigree to play
2: a second division. But they at the moment they don't be rocking next week because on Wednesday be from WA, so uh, could be the sixth you know, Victorian team to go. You through.
4: know one thing I will say about this: it's interesting. It seems to me that the Western Australian sides that you never hear about in particular, they must have a really good state league because they're the teams that play in this competition from the West have been competitive right through. It's there's a sense that there's good. Second string competitions, in terms of the best clubs, as and do you think that the gap is narrowing at this stage of the season? between the State League teams when they come up against the A-League teams early in their season. They seem far more competitive even this year than what they have been in previous years well, already. I,
5: I think they know that, you know, uh, that they're the only human beings they're playing against. And, uh, and mm. some of these sides are really well coached and they're not bad of fitness and tactics and so forth. I think it's... Be within the next five years, I think a non-A-League team will actually win the FFA Cup. And that, that's when it will come of age,
2: the, the competition. Uh, yes, very well done. Or, This is uh, going a little bit longer than, than I thought, Warren. Are we starting? Yeah, no, we're just just waiting for the okay. kung fu fighting.
4: Oh yes, it's gonna go happen. for
2: it. Give, give us your rant.
4: Look, I know the British have been rocked in recent weeks. Brexit, they lost David Cameron. <laughs> Buffhead Boris Johnson is now the leader, Is now their spokesman for foreign policy. Mm-hmm. But just very quietly, I know when you've been beaten by a country who could fit into. Manchester United Stadium, that rocks you during the Euros. But fair Income, the British FA have got to understand that there's not a promotion relegation system in Europe. Sam Allardyce, he's good if your team's bottom three come Christmas. But my God, I don't know whether there has been a worse succession of managers and Sam Allardyce. Fair Income. They've got to get real, these guys, haven't they? They're going to, he won't qualify. They'll miss, (laughs) they'll miss the World Cup. Slamming Sam, he would have struggled to keep Sunderland up in the Premier League, let alone England to qualify for the World Cup. Allardyce.
2: Now that was one of the four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Yes, the Diego's are back on a Wednesday night. Thanks for joining us. Uh, very happy to be back here in on 1116, SEN Melbourne's home of sport. Warren, you look perplexed.
4: Well, I suppose the word back has some degree of permanency about it. I'm yeah, yeah. not here permanently depending on the way reconnection goes.
2: Well, okay, well, I'm not aware of...
5: It's like an athlete, at, you know, complaining about the accommodation
2: in Brazil. Right, well, I thought he was talking about Telstra there for yeah. a second. You're know yeah. the only one who complained he, you know about the accommodation he's in Brazil.
3: Precious. He's, he's like, precious. he's like Pogba. He's just oh, not like Pogba He's just thinking, thinking he's worth more than all
5: of us. Now, boys, you know, by the way, while we're waiting <laughs> for Gary they there live in Again? Brazil, you know, we went to Brazil a couple of years ago. Yeah, we yeah, do you it. want to give your personal well, impression we, of Brazil? We, you know, all this... Raw
3: sewage in the we frolicked.
2: no, I saw saw uh, bare
3: chested actually. Carlos, ever since uh, all those reports, I've been feeling a bit queasy. And that was two years ago. Water, I swam, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Uh, I took a mouthful, Carlos. We did, we did. did (laughs) I have concerns. We did a little bit of
5: synchronized swimming, (laughs) you know, bare chested. No, no,
4: you three did synchronized (laughs) swimming. I just swam by myself.
5: No air guard didn't Mm. wear any air guard, no, none of that. You know, no word of the Zika virus. What else are they complaining about over there? You know,
4: oh, the accommodation. We oh, found the accommodation you know, quite yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. The accommodation was good. The few Absolutely. little eateries along the beach where we f- were f- staying yeah, were beautiful. Kappering is good.
5: Yeah, what are they complaining about? You know, just focus. Just focus yeah. on what you've got to do over there, and don't worry. And in, in fact, the worse it is, the better it should be. You should be more focused. No, about you know what? what you're, if doing you're in a boat,
3: there. and something pops up. Don't worry about it. You're in a boat.
2: <laughs> Theft and arson seems to be a bit of a play. <laughs> Carlos. <laughs> hey, um. Talking, it well, let's, that's not a great segue, but no, the no. fact that Gary uh, Van Egmont is in Brazil at the moment, um, and very, very nice of him to join the Four Diegos. G'day, Gary, and welcome to the show. Yet yeah, the telecom system isn't that great either. In, uh... <laughs> Gary, Gary, you oh, just having a little bit of trouble getting Gary. We'll try and... Yeah. Uh... Reconnect with uh, Gavin Van Egmont, the assistant coach of the Matildas, who uh, have got a game in about four, oh, four and a half hour, hours' time. Four hours' time. The girls are warming up already for it. Yeah, so can't wait for that.
3: Do you know, remember that uh, the British teleco- the, the, the Brazilian telecom system, on the phone books, they've got the word oi. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, which yeah, means yeah. hello. Okay. Remember it means hello yeah. in... Um, that's yeah. what a Brazilian that's, that's says, how friendly,
5: so they say, oi. That's how friendly that place is. And uh, it's sacrilege that, you know, Kitty Chiller and, and her cohorts complaining about... What's Just happening? because an old fire alarm is switched oh, off, I mean, really, And a couple of laptops get stolen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fair when, you got the insurance, when, that's when, what
3: insurance is for. When the swim team goes missing, <laughs> it'll be the locks on the door that it was, yeah. the, I was, that's to blame.
5: I personally won't respect the swimming team until our print of the pool is is named Vesna. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: you know, there's no diversity in that <laughs> Australian team. Oh, no, there's men and women. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but... Uh, Credit card skimming might be a bit of a problem too, Carlos. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking about. It.
5: I loved it. I loved, it. no one complained. All, you know, no, all it the awesome. teams uh, at the World Cup in 2014, no one complained yeah, about accommodation. Do think the
4: Australian teams no. hold up in that favela that we see <laughs> just as we go past on the way to our accommodation? Yes, yeah, stay on the bus if you stay on the bus. <laughs> don't go off the bus don't if go you're going through bus. a favela. Don't.
2: Just a quick hello to uh, Marie. Um, good to yes. hear from you again. Who's really happy to Portugal. Uh, Won the Euro I'll uh, tell you what yeah.
4: I'll tell you what They were a worse team Than Greece <laughs> When they won it Portugal And it was ironic Wasn't it really I remember They weren't the worst Greece oh, was a good side well, Portugal, It was the For our Greek It friends was out the there. reclaiming <laughs> Of It was the reclaiming Of their pride Because of course Greece beat Portugal when the, game, when the Euros were hosted in now, Portugal. And uh, uh, I, Brazil were ordinary. I,
5: I know that the Warren Diego family would have been up in the morning in their pyjamas watching it early Portugal. morning. How Actually, did you, best- how did you, who never scored. Yeah, no. that's right. How did you How did you react to Cristiano Ronaldo hitting the ground and crying? I mean, I was thinking about you when he did that. Yeah,
4: no. I was there respect react- or was there no, I disdain? I don't have respect. Oh, no, I have respect for Cristiano. What's it about? Everywhere he goes, he wants to take his kit off. <laughs> you know, they speak, they speak
2: Portuguese in Brazil, um, but we're going to speak to Gary Van Egmont in English. Good day, Gary. Welcome to the Fort Diegos. Thanks, hey, guys. How are you? Oh, very well. We've got you now. Thanks for uh, persevering. And uh, you, you're, of course, uh, in Sao Paulo at the moment because uh, the Matildas in about what four and a half hours' time take to the pitch in the first Olympic uh, match against uh, Canada. What's the camp like? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Look, we've uh, we've had a, a really, really intense program and preparation for for the Olympics. Um, we've been in uh, Fortaleza since the 5th of July, transferred to Sao Paulo on the 23rd of July and uh, are getting ready now, obviously, for the big event. So we've had a very, very uh, long preparation, a good preparation, and the girls are, are raring to go.
5: Gary, it's Carlos. Uh, now, we know that the girls are starting in about five hours' time. What do they do on match day? Do they go off into a dark room and meditate, or do they you know, start warming up early? What, what do the girls do? Or they, do you leave them to their own devices on match day?
1: Yeah, we do a little bit. There's a, a little bit of the fact that you know each of them have their own idiosyncrasies that they like to do on match day. Um, we have a team walk that everyone does at 10am, but uh, other than that... Um, you know, you're looking at lunch, three three and a half hours prior to the game, uh, ensuring that they're getting the right type of food to uh, to keep them going during the during the game. Uh, we we sort of leave them alone, and and the girls again sort themselves out from who they mix with, who they don't mix with, uh, on on game day. But come that first whistle, uh, all together.
3: Gary Vini Venezuela here. In terms of the game against uh, the plan.
1: Yeah, look we. We have an a, aggressive style of, of play in regards to the way in which we um, want to play the game, uh, i.e. similar to all the national teams now that are on the same pathway from the perspective of what Ange has done from a national team perspective with the men. It's similar with the with the women. And, again, it's about looking to try to control the game as, as much as we can with the ball, uh, playing an aggressive style of pressing, playing an aggressive style of, of football, which, again, hopefully
4: can uh, create goal-scoring opportunities, which we take care of. Gary, Warren Diago here. I've I got a sense that one of the great strengths of this team is not so much, not just the stars, the household names that we know, but the depth of the of the squad. And I'm hoping that you might be able to give us an insight into a couple of players that might not be household names that you think will really come through in this team. I suppose this is a real launching pad not only for the success here, but for the, for the next women's world.
1: ...around, and to, to now is, is a difficult one. But, you know, there's a number of the, the girls which have done that in, in, uh, in Chloe Legazzo in particular, who's, whose work rate has been phenomenal since she's arrived and really added another dimension into the team. Um, she's fitted in perfectly with, with the team itself. Um, you know, and, and she's working hard to keep on bettering herself from the perspective of her own individual game. But from the collective, she adds a lot for our team as well. She can give us something that we, we haven't had before. So she's definitely one. Uh, Larissa Crummer's another one who is on the periphery of, of, of a starting position. You know, she's getting better all the time. Again, we're talking about girls who are 20, 21 years of age. And um, they're, they're doing really, really well in training. They're When they're getting their opportunity, they're, they're showing that they're, they're effective within the games. And, and now it's a case of them just waiting for their opportunity and, you know, and and the competition that's starting to be developed within the squad is fantastic, which, as we know, breeds success.
4: I was going to ask you about um, feeling like you're part of the Olympic team, the Australian Olympic team. Obviously, the opening ceremony is in Rio on Saturday morning, our time, that would mean Friday night, Brazil time. Are you going to be able to connect and be part of that sense? We know that a lot of athletes don't go in the opening ceremony, but being back in the village in Rio. Will your travels have you back there as part of
1: that? Uh, look, the only time we'll go back to Rio really is, is if we get into the semis. So from that perspective, we're not in the village, but again, we've had a lot of well wishes from all of the sports across, um, the different disciplines that are here within the Olympics from the Australian teams, and uh, it was great to get all those well wishes from all those teams.
5: Ahead of the uh, opening game for the Matildas in Brazil uh, at the Olympics, uh, we're speaking to Gary Van Egmond, assistant coach of the Matildas. Gary, it's Carlos again. One thing that really stood out for the wonderful World Cup and Cup undefeated, uh, the girls were really, really disappointed. You could see the, the hurt on their faces when, once they didn't perform up to the expectations that they, that they felt they needed to against New Zealand in the farewell games. Does, does that tell you something, does that tell us something about the character of these girls?
1: Yeah. Look again. It's 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 about the team evolving, and you know it's it's been a team that's hovered around the, the, the top ten mark, and uh, we we did extremely well in the Olympic qualifiers, and and again, you know, we we've, we've sort of raised the bar again, and, and and gone to number five in the world. Um, you you are the hunted, or you are the hunter, in 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 some ways, from the perspective of how other teams view you, and uh, and and the way in which you. Uh, are looked upon by others, and the way that we now start to look at ourselves is another thing from which our team is evolving. Where we know we can mix it with anyone in the in the world now, and and now it's a case of ensuring that um, that expectation is met at not only in games but also in training, and and hence why you know we weren't as um, ecstatic, if you like, uh, after the New Zealand games. There was a lot of good things, but again. From a result point of view, and, and also there were things that we can do better, and, and that's what the mantra is of this team is to, to ensure that we keep evolving and we keep on um, pushing each other and, and, and ensuring that we get better.
2: Hey, Gary, before we let you go, and we really appreciate you taking the time uh, just before your game to talk to the Diego's and our listeners, of course. Um, look, you're the assistant coach. Have you been able to get a midfield <laughs> name of Emily Van Egmond, <laughs> FFC uh, Frankfurt, actually? Have you been able to guarantee her a start? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, look, she's doing well. She's fine. Um, treat them all the same. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great privilege to be able to be involved in the in Olympics with, with my daughter as well. Um, it's, it's extremely special. But when it comes down to it, most importantly, just the coach that we instil within.
3: They all go in the naughty corner.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there are some times when I raise my voice. (laughs) Has I heard that one or two times before? I I bet.
2: Hey, no, it must be special, Uh, Gary. Really appreciate your time, and please wish the Matildas uh, all the best from the Diego's. We can't wait. We'll all be watching uh, uh, with our our scarves on, mate. Uh, We can't wait. Thanks for your time.
1: Thanks very much, and again, thanks for all your
2: support. Uh, our pleasure. There's Gary Van Egmon, the assistant coach of the Matildas live from Brazil, and uh, they are playing, um, what is it, 4 a.m. Yep. Uh, tomorrow morning against Canada in the opening. Good team uh, too, Canada. Yeah. Very competitive. Hey, um... I reckon we need to take a break now, and uh, when we come back, uh, we'll catch up with uh, Vinnie Venezuela's Do I Love This Game segment and Mike McGrath. Let's take a break on the 4 Diegos on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport.
5: The romance, the drama, the controversy, the emotions. It's sudden death. There's only one winner.
2: Love is a many splendid thing. It's Vinnie Venezuela's Do I Love This Game segment. Yes, uh, look forward to this uh, most weeks. and missed it. <laughs> missed it a couple of months there, but it is uh, Vinny Venezuelas. Do I love this game segment. What's happening around the world?
3: There's hate. <laughs> There's <laughs> oh, hate, Rodrigo. There is.
2: There is. It's a sad thing. Personally,
3: Warren, I was disappointed with your rant. You didn't hate enough, so <laughs> I've got to bring the hate back. Even though I don't like hate, I'm pro-love. Oh, no, it's Ooh. a bit but, surprising. Look, I, hated, I hated how Iceland went out at the Euros. Hated that. <laughs> I hated it even more when uh, the gelled one bagged them for, for beating Portugal just because they were happy. Jeez, I hated him. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I hated the fact that... Uh, you know, and when I have that hate, mm. I, I look for love. Oh, and that's mm. when I go to the boy next door, good looks of Messi. Ah, right? right? I go to him. He mm. calms me. He calms me. Then I started hating him too.
5: <laughs> well, he needs a good accountant, doesn't he? Well, that's <laughs> right. Who
3: retires from their country at the top of his game? Yeah. Even though the country doesn't seem to come, well, it comes second more than it yeah. comes first. But he retires. Then he doesn't pay his taxes. I hate that. Then I have to put up with. Um, Mr. CR, I pay taxes, seven, <laughs> smug, bare-chested, yep. winning the Euros. Yeah. I don't know where to go with he that. He didn't actually win them,
4: <laughs> though, did he? He got them there, but he didn't win it.
3: Well, well, he did enough to get them
4: there. Yeah, and, he um, certainly did.
3: So, so I'm all confused and I'm full of hate when I should have love. And obviously, uh, Messi got 21 months. J- well, yes. theoretically, yes. he should be going to the big house, but he, he's probably not going to go to the big house. But uh, now, Artina is a rudderless him back yep. and uh, Jorge George Valda, Valdano, who played for Argentina, said uh, that the new coach of Argentina, Eduardo Bauta, must seduce Messi with his ideas, <laughs> with a project, with confidence. Yep. Now, if Messi does go to the big house, I'm thinking seduction isn't the one <laughs> the thing that's going to get him it's back. Not the
4: type of seduction but, he's looking no,
3: for. No, I think uh, maybe Siggy's and some magazines. Yep. Post from Maradona might be enough for <laughs> for, for Messi, but uh, I yep. just
2: I'm just. You're such a lover, Vinny. I'm, I'm a little bit uncomfortable but, but with But I'm thrown. Mm. I'm thrown. Messi
3: yeah. doesn't stuff up. No. He, yeah. shouldn't, he should be paying his taxes. It's true. Yeah, well, yeah, his it's dad
5: not... handled all that.
3: Well, you know, they're saying he's playing, I don't know what happened, I, yeah. my money, I, I leave it up to my people, yeah. which is yeah. clever. It's yeah, the old, it's my clever. mother made
5: me do it's it. It's almost so. Manuel in uh, Folly, is not it? Yes. Care? Care, <laughs> care, <laughs> care, <laughs>
3: care? Yeah, anyway, so I'm just disgruntled yeah. a wee bit. You're right, Vinny. Yeah, I'll fine. be right. right. You know, you're one person where hate
5: just washes off you. It uh, just, just drains away. He's a punk. I'm not happy.
2: You'll be right. No, you're it. fine. No, and your you hate's kind of just uh, I wafting I need on, <laughs> onto Warren. <laughs>
3: yeah. I, I needed to vent. Sorry. Mm. So is that your, uh, is that your Excellent. Fantastic. But, so you know what's making me happy, though? Zlat's Ibra. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's making me love again. I hate him. He, he, he I scores, hate him.
5: He scores a bicycle kick yep. and he mistimes it. Yep. And he still
4: goes in
3: i And sorry. And Jacarini on the on the wing See? for Italy. See? He made me happy. See the oh, okay. longer the yeah. longer we yeah. go, the longer we <laughs> yeah. go. I find right. love. That's That's right.
4: Right. I hope he gets injured in the first game for Manchester United. I really. This do This
2: segment's <laughs> going to be um, sponsored by Slants. Sexyland in a minute. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Vinny, I found the love. We found the love. Hey, yeah, um, I love like this game.
4: Before uh,
2: Danny Green defeated Kane Watts by unanimous decision at High sense Arena in the boxing tonight. Uh, it's 13 to midnight. <laughs> Yes, and now it's time to go to the UK. We're going all around the world uh, today, guys, because our man uh, from the Sun newspaper, the Sun.co.uk, go and check out all of his articles. Isn't
4: he new sports editor now. He's running the I'm show. Not sure, we'll ask him. Mike.
2: Mike McGrath. Good day, Mike.
4: Hi, guys. Yes. Thanks good. For having me
2: on. Yeah. No. Our, pro- our pleasure. When the Diegos are on, mate, we always give you a call. Rodrigo's here, Vinny. Uh, Warren
4: and Carlos. I've got Carlos. a surprise for Mike too later in the.
2: Mike, segment. I'm so happy to hear that you're
5: safe. I know last time I heard from you, you you sent some message from France. You didn't know what was going to happen to you. You're in amongst the pitch battles of the hooligans, and and you got out, mate. And I'm really, really pleased for you.
7: Yeah, well, I escaped the escaped the Russians in France, um, <laughs> and after that, minor <laughs> uh, for Man U's pre um, kind of different ordeal altogether because um, of the heat over there. But now back um, where well, I'm comfortable in, in London, I'm actually outside um, the House of Parliament in Westminster, <laughs> so there's armed guards everywhere, so I'm definitely, definitely safe at the moment.
5: Is that where Sam elodised 70s years press conference or oh something, is he? <laughs>
4: Mike, Mike, come yeah. on. That's an unexplainable decision. Uh, Sam's a lovely guy, but somebody had to tell the FF. F, F. well, whatever no, they F-A, are, the F-A. FA. There's no relegation in international football, buddy. There's no... <laughs> of course you're talking about Sam Allardyce, Sam Allardyce being given Dice the England job. No, he interviewed for it. What a, what a hard choice it must have been. Steve Bruce or well, Sam Allardyce? Is there a question here, Warren? Mike, <laughs> what do you think of the decision?
7: I think you're right in terms of what he's done in the last 15 years has been all to do with survival and he's done that really well and he's got bolted into europe i think what it really reflects is the fact that we've got terrible um <laughs> a, ter- a terrible range of coaches you know, the fact that he is um of his age and he's the number one man for england i mean we, we we definitely need a bit more emphasis on coaching over here and producing the best you can see from the premier league we're recruiting the best managers but none of them are from England, um, so was, I, I think there's a lot of work to say. Not so far down the pecking order was Eddie Howe, who's in his 30s <laughs> and just wasn't ready. You know, that he's not ready for a big job like that. So I say Sam, I can't really argue with the fact that he's he probably is the best man for the job, but it just says it, that just says what we've got at our disposal at the moment."
5: Well, maybe Mike. They've made mistakes in the past because they've looked for a good coach. Maybe they don't need a good coach. Maybe they need just a bloke who gets players, who hugs the players, who gets along with something.
7: Well, I, I always I look back to kind of what we've what, we what, what has England done in the last few years that have been kind of noteworthy. And one, one big thing was Chelsea winning the Champions League and they did it and they did it by, uh, by basically being a pretty bad team mm. <laughs> they, they let they let people go all over I, I'm not saying that the, the FA slogan should be you know let's be crap and win on the counter attack but <laughs> there's something to be said for that that we should play to our strengths we're not going to play Spain off the park we're not going to play Germany off the park so let's you know let, let's do something to play to our strengths and Sam Allardyce will do that whatever you say um, we you know, we've been really found out this this summer. If You guys have probably been saying it for a lot longer than we have, but we have been found out this summer. We're well short of what it takes to get to the back end of a tournament. So something's got to change. We've, maybe it's out of that he can be different to the guys who have been trying for the last 50 years.
3: Mike Gavini uh, here. I want to talk about snapping the shorts United. Now, I think uh, I haven't seen Jose Mourinho look so happy ever. Ever, I know he loves Chelsea more than anyone else, but there, there, there's there, his face. The facial muscles are relaxed. He's looking like uh, this is where he was always meant to be. Is he going to make the biggest difference ever?
7: I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna take Man United into the top two. No. Um, <laughs> I think. He, <laughs> unfortunately for oh. the Liverpool fans among you, that they'll be back on their perch sooner rather than later. I think. He's got he has got problems in that team in defence. There's no question about that. He's not got so many problems going forward. I think they, they're doing well there. They've got a, an attack as good as any in the Premier League. And they've got, like you say, a guy who is absolutely his dream China and not having ideal training conditions and having matches cancelled. It doesn't seem to stop his... You know, that, like I say, he's still got a smile on his face. He's got some. He's got some excellent players, and people, I think people have just kind of forgotten about last season, and and, and that was written off as a you know an aberration. And, and Jose's back, and we're expecting him. We're expecting him to be fighting up in that in that in the top echelons of the Premier League.
2: Here in the Four Diegos, we're speaking to award-winning journalists. <laughs> we, we gave him an award yeah, years that's ago. Right, yeah. uh, from the, from the Sun in the UK, Mike McGrath.
3: Mike, uh, I wanted to also ask you the Pogba situation. Like They're going to blow heaps of coins. Given that they had him and they let him go and now they want him back again, do the the pundits over there or the fans, the Man U fans, really think he's worth it? Uh,
7: probably not that money. I don't think anybody thinks he's worth that money, it, it, but it is a reflection of our division at the moment as you guys um, have probably been talking about we've got a new TV deal over here uh, and it's kicked in this year and it means that Christian Benteke is going for 30 odd million if he goes Liverpool don't need to sell him if they do they'll ask um, Crystal Palace for you know more than 30 million which is an incredible amount of money for a player like that so Paul Pogba for 100 million is about is about the right price in terms of our market but is he worth that money absolutely not you know i I think he he obviously had problems first time round. he's been good at at, at juventus but i thought he went missing in the in the euro final and didn't actually affect that many games in in france compared to yes and and others in that and griezmann so I think it's a massive inflated price. But it seems to be the going rate at the moment, um, and it seems to be dragging on as well. I can't see this.
4: Mike, besides the fact I can, that I'm actually going to England to watch a Liverpool gear, which I'll hope to meet you for the first time, but where are Leicester, Leicester going to finish?
7: I think seventh or eighth, and a decent Champions League run. And it'll be, that'll be a, good, a very good season for them. Um, it's, a big, it's a massive uh, losing kante and and you you hear you know you hear out of that camp that mares might not be too happy either okay they've kept body but um i i I can't see them sustaining a title uh you know a title run for two seasons in a row but that's nothing that, that that's not you know i think they'll be happy with that they'll They'll be in the Champions League. I think they're seeded. they're seeded as well, so they go straight into the group stage. I can definitely, so they'll get easier teams on paper, and I can see them getting out of that group, um, getting out of that group. I think it'll be another chapter to that story. And they, I, I, like I say, I think they'll be outside the Europa places in the league, but they'll still have a, still have a fantastic season because they're playing against um, you know, Real Madrid and Barcelona and those kind of teams.
2: Hey Mike, great start. Great to have you back. Uh, you sound pretty excited about the English Premier League coming up. Yeah, so uh, I'm loving it. And just okay. by, by the way, before we let you go, on the third test, England are five for one hundred and sixty against uh, Pakistan. So I uh, just thought it'd make you day. Oh, yeah. uh,
7: when I left, when I left um, my house, they were a cook and. Um, it uh, was cruising along nicely, so the yeah. Pakistan and fought back
2: then. Yeah, he's cruised back to the pavilion, mate. It's uh, 560.
7: <laughs> Thanks
6: for your time, Mike,
2: and we'll catch up with you uh, next week.
6: There, you, guys. There's Thank
2: you. Mike McGrath from The Sun in the UK. Hey, let's take a break and come back with a little bit more of the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Welcome back. Uh, don't forget, after the Diego's, it's all night appetite with Scotty Cooney. Boys, we're running out of time, but uh, I want to ask a question tonight in the Q&A. What's happening with Timmy Cale? Is he coming? He, he'll come. There's a little bit of argy-bargy between, I think, him
5: and the FFA. Not Melbourne City and him, <laughs> but it's him and the FFA, because the FFA have to sanction this guest player. Because it has to be a super-duper marketable type
2: player who can uh, get bums on seats all around Australia. So I think there's probably a little bit going on there. Well, let's hope uh, Let's hope we hear more news about that in the coming weeks. That's it for this week's show. Thanks to Gary Van Egmond and Mike McGrath and your, your calls. Uh, we're back. So remember Carlos. We're a Puerto Rican girls hang
3: out. We'll be there. And La Bamba. We'll be there. Wherever there are girls with fruit on their head and balls in their feet. We'll
0: be there. Wherever
2: gringos play football. We'll be there. We are the Fortiagos.
0: We'll be there.